First off, welcome, 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 welcome. I hope you feel nothing but so welcome to join me for this journey, Jeff Canball. 100%. And I uh, started off a little confused with the bongos. And I remembered when I did this last time when it was in person, you just yeah. had a table of bongos. So I was like, oh, yeah, this thing is cool. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, it, it, it's a, it's a, it's mostly for it's mostly for the fact that I'm not an editor and can't edit in a cool neat intro. Uh, so <laughs> I just have a consistent little djembe drum in the beginning. You, you do live, that's perfect. <laughs> can't beat so, that. Wh- when we did it before, what what um what I have to address and let me let me let me be really really quick to apologize for how like kind of impersonal that was it didn't feel like it didn't feel like the kind of thing that i'm used to doing it didn't feel like the kind of show that i'm used to presenting like i don't go oh well he's a guest and he's a guest let me ask these questions and now your turn and it's like it just felt like um it just felt <laughs> like around uh, I, remember, I remember I, I liked it and i actually i'm not sure if you had like told me before the day of that i was gonna be i think i was just there and you may have been like hey do you want to do this i was like yeah, I'll come sit around a table and talk. And um, yeah. it was mostly about like comedy and wrestling. Like I remember it was a cool conversation though, because we found ways to like put them together and, and make it all kind of intersect, which I thought was really cool. Yeah. Yeah. It, 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 it flowed well. I don't want to, I don't want to say I apologize that it was bad. I didn't think it was bad. Yeah, I, just I, don't, think, I don't remember it being bad at all, but I did learn some cool things. And I, uh, I, I, I think previous to that, I didn't know that you and I knew each other like way back. Oh, like yeah. I didn't realize like from your beginning that you yeah. and I had met back in the day. But, but I was you like, had no reason to remember that. Yeah. <laughs> well, I imagine I probably made zero percent zero percent impact on your life. I bet I made zero impression. Like it was just like, oh yeah, that's a name I recognize. That like I recognize that person's name. It's not like I was a name or like my name meant anything. It was just like. At the time with those shows, and I, I don't think I'm uh, burying anybody. Uh, most of the people on those shows weren't very good, so I remember you stood out by being like, "Oh, this one, like he actually like look." I mean, I'm not I'm the last person who should say looks like a wrestler, but uh, is like behaving like a like what I would think a wrestler was. And I think if I hadn't seen you live at like CZW and stuff before that, I think I at least like read the name on some result page. So oh, like you had that going for you at least. Marking for those letters now. Oh, I that's see. all I did when I first started. I see. I see. Yeah, I me did. too. I see. I see. Well, I mean, I was like that. I was like that as well. Like from the beginning, like not, not, not say like exactly from the beginning, but like I started at CZW as a fit. I mean, I was, I was in high school. I was in high school when that, was going on like so i started going to the school when i was like 15 16 years old oh wow and, and like they weren't really anything yet like it, they were still like running in like jersey in the soccer arena okay and i was like doing ring crew yeah. and and uh and i would like i was like i was a high school kid and i was a nerd i would like write i would write like you know people write like uh, John and Jenny together forever on their notebook. I would write like CZW and like oh. instead of like rock bands, I'd put like Wife Beater, Nick Mondo, Justice Paint. Like I was more of a I probably have books and notebooks written with the same stuff on it. So <laughs> I'm right there with you. It was it was real cool because like that was what got to kind of like give me my 
my like kick through the door, you know, like oh, I yeah. got to train with those people. And that's and definitely like, a cool kick to have. I mean, I remember after doing like the NWS and the FWF, the real small shows where I first met you. Um, I did one training session at CZW. It was like a, like a tryout and uh, afterwards meeting brain damage for the first time. And in my head being like, brain damage that's the coolest thing i'll ever do like i just met brain damage oh my god his, i found out his real name this is crazy like everything was blowing my mind so being a high school kid training with that must have been like even cooler at the time yeah i, I don't think i ever met brain damage oh, I think yeah, this was a little bit later but yeah, yeah it was you, a little bit after my time but <laughs> my old stroke my, my, my old gray beard real quick that was a little <laughs> after my time <laughs> Hey, but yeah, I knew I knew your name from there at the very least reading results and stuff. So, I mean, you definitely stood out in that sense from, uh, you know, outside that little like church in Delaware and everything. But um, I don't know. I don't I don't remember too much else. But I just remember meeting you. Christiana, was it where yeah. that was? Yeah. Was that uh -huh. where I was that where I tried to do like the rednecky gimmick? I tried that there. Or was I like, I was I that. like wearing tights? I feel like you were wearing tights. I'm almost okay. positive you were. I don't remember F the redneck. I don't know if I ever saw you do a redneck gimmick. I, I tried it once. I did. I tried it once in that Christiana church uh -huh. thing in Delaware. And it just like, it was just like, all right, well, I, you can't, to me, you can't accurately get a gimmick over if there's more than two guys in the match. You know, like. Yeah, yeah, that's fair. You can't. Like you're, you're, you're focused on what the gimmick is, especially if you're brand new doing that gimmick for the first time. Like, I don't want to say that I was any like well-traveled, well-respected vet. I was still in my, in my start. Sure. Sure. But I, I do remember the show. I did one of the shows there where I like was in my, in my CKNY gear and, uh, <laughs> I, I'm almost positive you were in CKNY gear at the time, actually. Yeah, and I and I uh, I used one of like there was an entrance photo, like a photo someone took when I was like making my entrance. Mark, what Mark Angel was the guy? Mark, is that uh, the, the photographer? Photo Mark. I remember he was Photo Mark. Yeah. I don't remember the last name, but that sounds right. And uh, I took one of those photos and I was selling it at the gimmick tables, brother. There you go. There you go. <laughs> Probably made more money off that than JD paid you that day. Uh, I've. <laughs> if i got paid i mean yeah that's not a shot at you it's i i know i mean i was more than brand new and i probably made 10 bucks <laughs> so yeah yeah dude I, I i constantly talk about this and and i still talk about like with comedy and i talk about it with wrestling this is the entertainment in general is sort of like a pay-to-play business and it's like yeah. you just that's another part like you got to stay consistent you got to stay you got to stay showing up you got to stay ready you gotta be like looking like you know what you're doing like you kind of said that like you look like you carried yourself like somebody who who sure, knew yeah, what yeah. wrestling was and knew what the point like that's kind of what i feel like you're gonna you're gonna pay to play for a while and paying dues is a humongous part of everything not just wrestling not just entertainment but everything mm -hmm. every goddamn thing you do and I, of course you know that sure <laughs> and it, it's definitely like i mean I, i've never done comedy outside of like Hey guys, me too. Here I am. Uh, but like with wrestling, I, I assume it's the same with comedy from, you know, just being like a nerd for the, for that scene. Um, it really is like you pay to play for a while and then you hope that maybe one day you'll get a nice payday and then maybe you'll get two of those nice paydays and try to kind of stack it into something else. But it's, it's as we both know, never promised in, in either world. And you're lucky if you do get it. Mm -hmm. 
Yeah, it's a. It, it's like I don't. I'm. I'm really hesitant to do wrestling stuff most of the time because it's like, do you want to help me get like my gimmick over? Do you want to help, or do you want to like throw me in the background of something where it's like, right. oh, I'm showing up here and you might have something for me, or you might I'm like, I, you know, I've been doing this long enough that uh, you should have something for me if I show <laughs> up. I don't want to look like a dingus going. Well, they didn't have anything for me. Well, I'm out of here. <laughs> Right. I, I think like even before the pandemic kind of hit, I told myself like for, for 2020, I was going to do less. And I've been doing it not nearly as long as you, I don't believe, probably a, a, at least a couple years shy of you. Um, but I was just kind of like, all right, I'm, I'm, I'm kind of trying to get a booking every single weekend, no matter what the company is. I want to make it all, and I probably sound cocky here, but I want to make it all something that's going to mean something to me or get me somewhere else. And if not somewhere where I have fun, somewhere like, uh, like H2O is my home promotion or Bloodstreet up in Connecticut, like places where I knew I had fun and not places where I was going to go and be like, oh, this kind of sucks, actually. What am I even doing now? So like, it, it definitely is like, I get what you're saying. Like, you don't want to just show up and hope for the best. You know, I, I'm not showing up unless I'm booked almost at this point, unless like mm-hmm. I've got nothing else to do and I have a bunch of friends there already. So. Right. Yeah. I mean, it was like that for like what uh CCW was back in the day. And like, it was like, Oh, if you didn't come to the school, you weren't getting put on shows or something. And it's like, okay, I get it when you're new. I get it. Oh, when 100%. you're new. If you're not training and you're not trying, I get it when you're new. But like, yeah. I think I think my experience and my name might speak for itself. But like, if you don't believe that, then like, sure. we should probably be doing business together. Right, and and for for you just as much, like you probably don't want to do business with them if they don't believe in you like that at that mm-hmm. point. Right. Um, I mean, 2020, uh, I hit 10 years wrestling uh, in March of 2020. So like, not to be like fucking 10 year vet or anything but that was when i was kind of like all right like if it's if it's oh, something hey, hey, not hey. jeff don't devalue it don't uh, don't <laughs> don't don't take the validation away from it don't unvalidate you know what i mean like don't invalidate it right. that's 10 years that's 10 years of your life and that's true that's that's you know 10 years you could have been put at any job if you work any job for 10 years dude you've been doing it for 10 years Right, like if you worked at a warehouse, if you worked at a warehouse for ten years, you worked at a fucking warehouse. That's consistency. That's that's what appears to be somebody who's very, um, like you you you, you're doing this. You know what I mean? Right, right. You're not just some hobbyist. You're you're serious. With a lot of my early shows, and and you were on some of those shows. Like there was a lot of people who you'd see once, and then. They, they got it out of their system. They never came back. So I, I did, you know, because I started. Yeah, we talking about them ticket sellers, bro. Exactly. That's how I started. And right. of all the ticket sellers from when I was around MWS, there's two of us that still wrestle, uh, uh, not selling tickets like that anymore, but trying to actually make a name and sell tickets off right, of it right, right. anything. But yeah, it was just one of those things where it's like, it's been 10 years. Like, I've gotten this, like, minuscule name off of some of the deathmatch stuff and, and some comedy stuff and just straight up wrestling too. Um, mm-hmm. where like I've been booked against some pretty like higher up names and stuff. So I was like, why do I need to go work for, you know, XYZ in the middle of fucking nowhere? Uh, and, and continue. What to does XYZ me? stand for? Have you ever, have you ever worked for them before? <laughs> uh, 
I, I got, I'm not that crazy. I'm, that's why you're the comedian. I'm not, I was trying to think of it as examine your extremely, priorities. extremely yellow zesseling. I don't know. Yeah, there you go. Zesseling. That's what we were doing back then. <laughs> but uh, it, it, extremely know, yellow zone. Yes, there you go. That's what it was. That uh, sounds like some sort of down. Some, something that has to do with pee or something. Yeah. <laughs> I was just going to say slowing down our fucking uh, aging and things like that. Cause it was pretty much like, I'm a, I'm a big fat guy and I always have been. So, like, I've been just beating my knees up and my back up and they, they hurt more than they should for somebody who's only been, again, I'm not going to say only, but somebody who's only been doing 10 years. My knees probably hurt a little bit more because I've been 350 plus Carrying pounds. weight around, dude. Yeah, you can't. You can't. You can't. You can't pretend that you haven't. Like yeah. if you if you went around, you were like, yeah, nothing hurts. Like, <laughs> right? That's absolutely not true because you know that you you have a high ass tolerance for pain, of course. But then sure, you sure. also like still most days pain. you don't. There's no there's no painless days for you. You just wake up 100%. and there's pain and you deal with it. Exactly, and like it got to the point where like I would do like. And not to like again, not to like bury anybody. So I'm not gonna use a name, but like I would go do like a show in the middle of nowhere, and they'd be like, "It's a ten dollar payday. Can you take this bump on the floor outside of the ring?" I'd be like, "I don't want to. <laughs> like my body already hurts enough. Like I already did that for, you know, CZW. Say we'll go back to them or, or GCW where people actually watch the product. And it's like mm -hmm. that's a stupid thing in itself is just hurting yourself for strangers' enjoyment. But I've mm -hmm. kind of made uh, made amends with myself where my 10 years has been, let me see how bad I can hurt myself to get these strangers appreciation of me, uh, which says a lot to, uh, I think, every wrestler's mindset. <laughs> but like, you got to point where, I don't want to do it in front of like five people where nobody's ever going to see the footage. Well, man, dude, you, I, I, as much as I'm like, hey, don't invalidate your time that you've done it, like you've right. put a huge chunk of your life into it. With me, I'm like, I do the same, same stuff. I'm like, oh, the only stuff that matters, like the only stuff that people know me from in wrestling is stuff that happened when I was a teenager and I'm 37 years old now. Like, what the hell? <laughs> like the only thing <laughs> the only thing that matters right. is like and, and, oh, and it's like, oh, you know, you know who really cares about the work I did? 30 people in some church in Delaware. Like some 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 fire hall with the roof that's not hey, high enough for me to go off the top rope. Sure. Yep, that was definitely the Christiana Church in Delaware. But, yeah, I, but like, I mean, it, and it's just become one of those things where it's like, hey, like, I have to worry about my body after wrestling too, and I think that's what kind of hit more. Plus, like, twenty twenty, I got married and like started working on on being like that whole person, a family person. Mm -hmm. So like, it was kind of like, what's more important to me, like that, or like, where it's going to be there forever for me, or wrestling, where one day I'm not going to be able to do it anymore, and like you said, 30 people will maybe remember who I was. And then it's like, is that, is that really worth it to me in the long run? You know, what's weird to me is like, and, and, and I hope you do this too. Um, I'll always check in with my, my young Mark self inside of myself. Like oh, yeah. that, when I, when I check in with him, I'm like, my 15 year old self would be so ecstatic that I turned into this. Like my, hundred oh, percent. I, I can't imagine like, when I was a kid, like I didn't have like a like a father figure or male role models. My mm. male role models were on TV on Monday nights, and um, that's you know that was who I wanted to be. So 
I would also go to like indie shows around here and like these people who were just like like local dudes who like worked at the pizza shop were heroes to me. So it's like if I if I'm if I know <laughs> if I know that those people were heroes to me and I know I'm already a hundred times better than they were. <laughs> Right, as a worker, as a worker then I, I'm like, wow, what a what a great thing, you know. I hope that I can, hope that I can be the the role model or inspiration for somebody else who had had, you know, dreams to be somebody like this. Sure, sure, yeah, and like I try to kind of keep that in check, and it's it's easy in some sense. Like um, a couple weeks ago, I wrestled Madman Pondo on a live YouTube thing with Nick Gage doing commentary and going back to CZW and stuff like Pondo wrestled in CZW wrestling Japan. He was in video games like Nick Gage as you know, if you know anything about deathmatch wrestling or even at this point, independent wrestling, he's one of the gods of everything. So the, like I had to remind myself, I do all the time where it's like, you know, I'm wrestling Madman Pondo and Nick Gage is doing commentary and hyping me up. Like that's insane to me, but there is times where it's like, where you're like doing like shows that aren't, where you're wrestling guys that you watched when you were younger. And you do have to remind yourself, like you said, where it's like, uh, there was definitely indie guys that nobody remembers that I remember being like, seeing that like Jersey all pro and going nuts for, right. and you kind of have to remember like, that's us now. Um, like the other day, uh, there's this Australian company that just got put on IWTV and uh, called Deathmatch Down Under. And most of the show wasn't a deathmatch, but I was tweeting about it. Cause uh, I've kind of become friends with one of the owners. So just tweeting out like support and stuff. And, three of the guys from the show hit me up and be like, yo, I've been a fan of yours for a long time. It's crazy that you're watching me now. It's like, wow, I would have never thought about something like that. And that kind of goes to like what you're saying, where it's like, who, who the hell am I? And these people are like, hit me up from across the actual world being like, thank you so much for watching us. Like I've been a fan of yours for years now. Like this is awesome. This is unreal. And in my head, I'm like, Oh, I was just tweeting out like, Hey, this show's cool. <laughs> So it, it definitely is, like you said, remind yourself of like that that teenage mark that that we all have inside of us still, that we all should have inside of us, or else why are you even doing this at that point? Well, I mean, you, I think that I think that when when we were coming up, or at least when I was coming up, I don't want to uh, I don't want to put words in your mouth or speak for you, but hmm. uh, being a mark, being a mark was kind of like it was kind of frowned upon. Oh, being definitely. A, being a mark was like a thing that was like discouraged when when we were when we were kids coming up through when I say when we were kids when I, like I was, <laughs> right, I was right I was 15 16 years old you know so I I didn't I I had to like kind of separate myself from the world and it's also like the amount of humility that was like beat into us about like not being a mark for yourself especially that uh you'd kind of get made fun of for it and oh, it was like, it. it's not, it's not really the business anymore. It's not really how it goes anymore. And I, I hate to sound like the undertaker and Joe Rogan, but on Joe, <laughs> no, but, but honestly, uh, there is, he was so, I agree. What do you think about, did you listen to that? Uh, I didn't. I, all I heard was pretty much what was pretty much what I assumed was taken mostly out of context. Uh, right. and, and, I'll say like I I get I think what the overall meaning was, but I'm glad that I, my friends aren't dying every other weekend. <laughs> like I've had like a few friends from wrestling die as as I think we all have, and it's fucking miserable. So I feel like I'm glad that they're not all uh, uh, toughened men 
fucking doing drugs after every single match, or if they are, it's in moderation. Um, but I get, I get the uh, the other idea. But at the same time, uh, going very uh, uh, on brand, things evolve, and I feel like it's kind of evolving in a way that's probably better for the overall health of everybody. And I'd rather, right. I'd rather have people be healthy than a bunch of like. I mean, I'm also not a tough guy, so like maybe I'm just biased on that. Where I'm like, I've never drank in my life, so I'm not that guy in general. Mm-hmm. Well, I mean, you are a tough guy. That stuff that you do, like eh. that stuff you do, is. I, is a, I mean, there's a there's a there's a, there's a, a slight selling going on. I get it. I get it. But like, it's not like that stuff doesn't hurt. Sure, like, and you does. gotta be tough to just endure that. I mean, I never did deathmatch stuff. I right. never had you're a chance to do that. Because you're smart and you knew how to wrestle correctly. I mean, I <laughs> I've done I've done one match where I've gigged once and okay. I was in the business for 15 years at the time. And I was oh, like, wow. all right, um, all right. I go I allow myself to do this because there was a build towards it. I didn't want to just do it. Right, right. So I mean, I'm still willing to do more, and I just, um, I don't really know if I want to do it in a place where no one's going to see it, or, like, uh, unless it's seen. Like, if it was like, hey, everybody's watching this, and it's got all these views, or there's all these people watching it live, or something cool, but, like, I don't want to do it in front of nobody. Yeah, and I think it took me a while longer to learn that, because I used to be the guy who, like, Hey, can I bleed? You don't have to pay me anymore. I just want to cut myself in front of this show. Uh, and it got to the point where it's like, all right, if I'm going to do the deathmatch stuff, if I'm going to bleed, it's going to cost a little bit more um, mm-hmm. and it's going to be more worth it. But at, at first, absolutely not. Like, mm-hmm. um, I, like I said, I grew up a CZW, Mark. I grew up a, a, a Japanese guy. So like any chance I got where it's like, oh, let's, let's go and I'll fucking call her up. Um, but now I find myself being the guy to be like, to talk to like the younger people, especially at like Matt Tremont school and be like, you don't have to bleed here. Like go have a good match instead. Like I remember um, one of the guys there was like, Hey, how do I like, what can I do to like get more over and, and, and show them I should be here like booked more often. And I told him like, stop cutting yourself up on every single show and show them you can actually like wrestle and work. Cause like, I think a lot of people forget that at the end of the day, deathmatch wrestling is still wrestling. Mm-hmm. The bad stuff you don't see that as much, but like, if mm-hmm. you watch a good death match, you're still gonna see the wrestling. And I think any wrestler who would sit down and actually watch, like, say a Danny Havoc or an Alex Colon and things like that, you're gonna find some enjoyment in it. Maybe mm-hmm. the, all the glass and stuff won't be for you, but I think a lot of people kind of lose focus of that, mm-hmm. where it turns into pretty much like, let me see how much I can bleed because I want to bleed. And I was definitely that person at first. It took me years to get out of it. Like you said, it took you 15 years till you gigged. I think I was three years in when I first did it. I, if somebody asked me on the first show if I would do it, I probably would have said 100%, let's go. <laughs> I, I, just, I just knew that – I just knew that um, – I just didn't want to be typecast as that, kind of like sure. like as an actor, your typecast is – but it, the funny thing was, like I always thought, like, oh, what, if I ever do it, I'm going to make sure I get lots of pictures with me. Like afterwards, I'm going to mark out like, a, like the ECW guys did. But like after, after I did it, because the day of, I, I drank um, a monster, a beer, and I took like four <laughs> aspirin. 
I bled so much they couldn't get it to stop bleeding, so they took me to the hospital. I didn't get to get my picture taken, and I didn't get my payday and my gear and my phone and my wallet. Everything was at the, at the building. Even better. Oh, that's <laughs> so, terrible. No pictures. Of course not. It's nope. funny because like it shows like how my mind almost works, where I still have like that little like blood mark in me, where like I did a show. I want to say 2017, maybe 18, where at the end of the match, and it wasn't, it was, so I was laying underneath a barbed wire board, and G Raver, who's fantastic, he's my favorite opponent, uh, did like a swanton bomb onto it. And when he was jumping on it, I had a hand up so the barb wouldn't go in my eye. But instead, when he landed on it, I just punched myself in the bottom of the eye so hard that this whole thing split open, and it was like a gaping wound. And I get to the back, and people are like, you have to go to the hospital. I was like, no, 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 we can super glue it. And then, like, I was like, let me see a picture. So, like, people were taking pictures, and I would see, like, oh, like, never mind. That's, like, a two-inch cut underneath my eye. You could see pretty much into my face. Um, but I still got my pictures before I went, so that shows how dumb I am to, to this day. <laughs> I talk all this stuff about being, like, smarter about when you bleed and stuff, but then I get something like that. I'm like, let's get some pictures first. I probably have pictures in the hospital bed stitched up, pre-stitched <laughs> up, and everything. Yeah, I always, I always picture myself like a, like a Terry Funk and Beyond the Mat where he's like bleeding after the first pay-per-view and he's like drinking a beer. I'm like, I liked it. See, I've definitely been that guy too, though, where it's like everybody's safe afterwards. You can tell there's no like gaping wounds on you. It's like, all right, I'm going to sit and talk to my friends now. Even though I'm still covered in whatever blood I have. Right. Yeah. I, <laughs> I, I'm not close to the idea of doing something like that in the future, but I'm not going to share it with everybody. I mean, of course, I'm saying it on the record here and, and you know, on, <laughs> on my podcast where anyone could hear me say it. And I, I, I'm half going like, oh, I'm probably done. I, I keep saying like, I'm, I'm you know, I, I'm not all the way close to the idea right. that like I might not have a whole lot of time left. And uh, it's a, it's, <laughs> it's just like I've. I've been, I've been doing it for so long, and I need to use my brain for wrestling. I mean, for right. uh, podcasting and for comedy. And it's like uh, I've already, I already experienced so much head trauma. Can can, can you uh, can you fill in with a with some lyrics right quick? Oh sure, I got you. I'll be right back. All right. Uh, we had so many relationships in this life. Only one or two will last. You go through all the pain and strife. You turn your back and it's gone so fast. Ooh, ooh, it's gone so fast. So hold on to the ones who really care. In the end, they'll be the only ones there. When you get old and start losing your hair, can you tell me who will still care? Who, who, who will still care? Mbop, dooby dop, by doo wop. That one's a little harder to do spoken because I can't, uh, you know. Yeah, you, know, mm, you get the point by now. Second verse, I'm a little more rusty on, uh, so I do apologize for that, but it looks like I filled enough time anyway. Rusty. <laughs> we got one verse of Mbop in there, and we got the chorus where I tried to just speak it, and I realized I couldn't do that. No, it's like um, my. This is ridiculously. Uh, inside stuff that you don't need to hear about, but uh, my my I wrote my rent check to my landlord on Friday, 
and put it in the mailbox and I went away for the weekend. Oh. And I came back oh, no. today and the rent check was still in there and he had never come back and pick it up. And he was calling my phone over and over and over and over while I'm sitting here. And he just pulled up out front. Oh, I had no. to run down and give it to him. So <laughs> now I'm blown up because it just ran all the way down the steps and rolled all the, ran all the way back up the steps. <laughs> but going off what you pretty much have said about how you, you say you're done, and we both know, uh, you probably more than me know plenty of people who have retired, quote unquote, and then had another match a couple of years later. But I think there's nothing wrong with, like I said, I was going to slow down in 2020 and only kind of do what I felt like I should do. I feel like if, if that's you right now, and maybe your list of what you want to do is less than mine, you have podcasting and comedy to focus on, which is probably, I mean, not probably, it's definitely much easier on your body, I hope, because if not, you're yeah. doing something weird. <laughs> Which I'd like to see that too, if that's what you're doing. But no, I, I think some, that's, that's an awesome Got thing. some bumps on the podcast. Everybody does yeah. bumps on their podcast, don't they? Whatever. Yes, exactly. <laughs> no, but, but no, I think in. I was going to say, The year, I like. The weird thing was like, I had. um. I had said, like, oh, I'm finishing out all my dates and I'm not doing any more after the summer's over. And I did that. In like 2018, and like <laughs> they, and people were like, "Oh well, you you're not you're not done, you're not done." And then then like I started working for for uh, my Marcus at the time, and he mm -hmm. was like, he was like, "I would like to ask you to continue to come back here all the time. I like having you around, and I you know I'd like to see what we can do with you in the ring, which was nothing, but but I <laughs> came back. I was I was doing some stuff and and. Uh, and I was like, well, I guess I'm not done. And that's and like, that's probably what you saw me at uh, Matt's at Tremont's school. Oh, yeah, yeah. And, uh, and, you know, those, those are, those are a couple of fun matches, but like the same thing with, I'm not going to show up there. And then they go, well, we don't have anything right, for you. Right. Like, I don't, I don't need that. And that's those, a, that's, those a, Matt that's an ego bruiser. I hear that. Yeah. Right. Um, like if I, oh, that's, that's really devaluing my, my, my name brand to myself. It's not deval. Nobody else knows that I show up and they go, yep, sorry. Well, we can't do anything for you. <laughs> Got you nothing for bad. you. Right. But at the end of the day, we're all wrestlers. We're all, I mean, I, I assume it's the same with common. I almost feel like we even touched on it a little bit when we first spoke, uh, on here. Um, you, you get into wrestling for probably the same reason you get into comedy and everything else is because you want more attention on yourself. So to show yeah, up we, somewhere and have them be like, oh, we don't need you. It's like, oh, what about the attention I need? And then you that's that ego bruising I think you're talking about. And I don't mean that as a bad thing. Uh, yeah, it's, I mean, it's I, very I, much I like I've got, a, I've, got a, I've, got a, I've got a validation hole that needs to be filled. I've yes, got a, yes. I've got a attention-seeking damage that I've got to, that I've got to try to build <laughs> on. I've got to try to put band-aids on the on the attention-seeking band-aid. Uh, and that's all it is. Because if it wasn't needing attention, why else? Were, I mean, and we all love it. I don't, I'm not trying to say nobody's right. doing it. They don't love it. But like, we all need that attention, or else why else are we permanently hurting ourselves for the enjoyment of a handful of strangers and maybe the hope that one day we'll make some real money? And 99% mm -hmm. of us don't make that real money. Mm -hmm. uh, so it's definitely there's a little bit of attention to it, and I don't think it's a bad thing. I, I always say, and people think it's like, like messed up that I say that, but I mean it. I'm right there with everybody. That's why I fall onto cinder blocks and thumbtacks. You know, that's how <laughs> I found my attention. Right. I I um, 
I the, the the joke. I tried to make a joke on on like a comedy podcast that I was on, and I said the us like the, the comedians and wrestlers. It's like we all seek attention so much, and then I started doing like the the, the who, who was who sung that song, the Seven Nation Army. But I was saying, oh, white stripes, I, the white stripes, and I was doing the validation army. Exactly. <laughs> we are the validation army. <laughs> the validation army couldn't hold me. Oh, you're going to play it? I don't remember how to play it. I used to know it. I'm not going to waste your time with that. I used oh, to no, know take, it. I was take like, your time. Who, no. who's, who, who's judging you? Who's judging you? I was like, oh, if I pick it up, it'll come back to me real quick. And of course it didn't. I was like, I know where it starts, but I don't remember where it goes. <laughs> That's what we need. I also don't have an amp over here, so it's just going to be real quiet. It's gonna buy. I can't. <laughs> now I'm like pressure. That's the dumbest, simplest this, song. That all this pressure, all this pressure on. <laughs> and it's what? the dumbest, simplest song that, like, I guarantee, as soon as we hang it up, I'm gonna pick that bass back up and be like, "Oh yeah, it's just this note instead of this one that I was two frets behind." <laughs> well, I mean, at least that's that's a, a cre that's a creative. I didn't know that you played bass. I mean, oh yeah, I've got like this is my own like this is my little creative corner over here where I have my bass here, uh, my guitars on this side. I have electric drums I just got behind me. Um, before wrestling and even during the beginning of wrestling, I was touring in punk bands and like hardcore bands for for fucking years. Um, I did know that. I did. I think know I mentioned that. it to you. You did but, mention that to me, and I had forgotten. That's all because, right. Because you're the deathmatch and soda guy. Yeah, exactly. I've I've ruined that part of my this part's not my personality anymore. Now it's uh anyway, I got I got now this is all I do. Jones yeah, Jones dude, watermelon soda. Dude, did you have you gotten have you submitted like to get a picture of yourself on one of the soda bottles? I haven't because you can just pay and get that. That's no problem. But mm -hmm. they've they reached out to me a few months back, uh like they DM me on Twitter and they were like we love what you're doing. Obviously, we love the Jones ones best. Like, what's your address? If you'd like, we could send you some stuff. So I was like, please do. Like, this feels like I made it in my little soda world, which was not intended to be my soda world. It just happens. <laughs> um, and then it took like a couple months. I was like, all right, they forgot about me. Oh, well, like, it didn't work out. And then one day I opened the door and there's just a big Jones box on the front step. Uh, I got a, th uh, a jacket, like a windbreaker, and it was my size, which I was like, I'm a 3X dude. Nobody's sending out 3X jackets. Right. Uh, and then like a couple sodas. And then recently, again, uh, no DM, no warning, nothing. I got to walk outside. There's a bigger Jones box. And they sent me six more sodas. So now they just send me free stuff, which is so sick. Well, that's amazing. That's You're right? you're you're a soda influencer. Apparently. Appar and uh, I mean, people are telling me to talk about it more, even though I haven't said much. I'm working with a company in Canada. I'm doing my own soda. And at first I was like, all right, this soda company wants to work with me. They'll probably send me like five sodas and it'll be like a funny label. But he's talking about like getting pallets shipped to me. And I was like, oh, I need to figure out where to put this. You got a garage? Uh, I do, but it's full. I got to make it. <laughs> I'll make it work. <laughs> but yeah, like uh, I'll have my own soda soon. Uh, and it's, it's weird because it all started because... I saw a root beer I never heard of, and I like root beer. So I was like, hey, can you film this? And I gave the phone to my wife. And 
didn't plan anything. I was like, hey, short soda reviews. It's a root beer. It's good. And I got messages from so many people being like, that was really funny. You should keep doing this. I was like, uh, like you sure? Like, okay. And now I think I just did, like, yesterday I put up, like, number 73, and I still get more likes and more retweets and more views on those than anything else, I think. Except for yeah. uh, my vi the Vice documentary I was in where they pulled a thing out of my skull. But other than that, I'll take Soto for that any day. It's like it's like the it's like the Mick Foley discovering the sock. It's, dude, a hundred percent. And like I even say like now like uh, I'm I'm the the comedy deathmatch guy at this point because mm. why not? You know what I mean? Like everybody else wants to be the next big tough guy, you know, Zandig wife beater guy. Like I'll be the next Mick Foley where I'm just gonna run around with fucking drink a soda and and make jokes the whole time and people love it. Like it's worked for me. It was not. It was never meant to be. This is my new persona, but. It's it's working. I feel like that. I hear that with like a lot of music and comedy too, where it's like, go ahead, persona. <laughs> yes. <laughs> new persona. My, yeah, my new persona. But now it's like, I just stumbled into this this new persona, and uh, this is my life now. And it's funny because like, I'm a big fat guy. I was never drinking that much soda. Mm. Uh, I drink Diet Coke more than anything because I just like that. And I knew that soda wasn't good for me. And I just try to be a little healthy. Uh, so now I drink three sodas a week when I have to film them for the reviews, which is probably more than I should drink. But I feel like there's people who uh, don't get free things sent to them who drink more soda than I do. So, so I'm okay with myself right now. Well, it's it's weird. Like, um, it's like. It makes you like it more. It makes you like genuinely react even more yeah, probably the fact true. that you that you haven't touched it in a couple days or whatever. You know what I mean? It, the fact that you're dry from it and it's not like all you do is sit around <laughs> and drink soda. Right. That's true. And and people send me like I don't I pretty much it's rare now that I'll leave a wrestling show without some fan giving me some soda I've never heard of. And I like that. Like I like finding new things where it's like Oh, this is a prickly pear soda. I've never even seen this thing in in real life, so I like that too. Like it's been fun to me. Where it's like I don't. I was actually just talking to my wife earlier. I don't collect anything really. Like I realize that. Um, I used to like collect records and stuff when I was more involved in punk, but I really don't anymore. So now it's pretty much like I just get real hyped on finding out about like new sodas and new drinks I've never heard of. I don't keep the bottles because it would just be a lot of trash built up. But um, well, it's and, still there's, like, and there's ants and. Exactly. That's more my fear. But right. that's become like my collection is like being able to be like, oh, I had this one soda that you can only find in like Oklahoma on in, during the summer. And like, I think that stuff's really cool to me. So like, I've become a nerd for the soda industry, which I did not expect to be. You know what I'm a nerd for collecting, honestly? And and this is, and this kind of goes right along with your, is like the fact that, and I, I probably said this to you the last time, this, this stuff, this stuff that we record, the stuff that we put on the internet how much it's like outliving us. There's absolutely mm -hmm. this rec. This is on the record. You know what I mean? This is, sure, yeah. this is, this is going to be like, you know, if you have kids one day, they can go back and sort of listen to who you were, you know, when you were right, at right. this age. So uh, I, I find that very fascinating and I have it where I, I wanted to make sure I, I had like my brother on the show. I had my mom on the oh, show just awesome. to be able to say the things that are like, you know, stuff that's going to outlive me. So if, right, you know, right. if I'm not around, they can listen back and be like, wow, he, he told us, 
he told me that he was grateful for me and that he loved me. And oh, wow, that's awesome. And, 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 I wouldn't be able to do that. I'd be a crying mess. I'm a crybaby. So <laughs> I respect that you can do that. That's that's really, really cool. Well, I mean, I had um I think I probably told you this story before, and I'm I'm sure I've told it on the podcast many times, but um I lost I lost my friend in comedy, Chris Cotton, last year or two years ago now. And I had him I had him on the show twice. Oh wow. Where uh on the show I I said like dude to me regardless of who knows you now and who will know you later cuz I know tons of people are going to know who you are on the record now I want to let you know you're a superstar to me. You're hilarious to me. I love you and I cherish our friendship and him to then accept that and say you're funny. I love you right back. And awesome. and like to hear one of the funniest dudes I've ever met call me funny it was cool to have that on the record. And then, you know, now I can be like, well, Chris Cotton said it was funny. <laughs> <laughs> and I, I can actually like go right along with that. That's amazing. It's so cool that you got that like on video on podcast. Um, mm -hmm. One of like the coolest things for me, um, were you familiar with Danny Havoc? Did you ever get to meet him? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I met him his first day at school. Grant, I met him his first oh, really? day. At Oh, that's yes. awesome. yeah, you, yeah. I was gonna say, I, I definitely, I feel like you were on the shows that I was just first seeing him on, but I couldn't do you, remember them. Do you know those those black boots they used to wear with the white soles on them? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I shorts. gave them to him. That's amazing. Those, <laughs> those were my boots. I gave that's them. That's so cool. <laughs> go, but go with what you said, and that's amazing. Right. I love that. Grant was like for me, like when I first started going to season up, he was my favorite. Like Danny Havoc was the fucking man. The first TOD I went to live was TOD seven where he won it. It was his first one where he won. Um, and the score might get a little sorry, uh, but, um, always look up. get a little What's sorry. What I might get a little, get a little worked up. Okay, over yeah. here. Okay. Um, no judgment. No, ju you're so, uh, you're so, you're so safe. You're so welcome to say whatever you that. want or not say whatever you want. Honestly, dude, Grant meant a lot to me. And, I thought when when I was at H2O and and Tremont told me that he wanted me to have a match with Henderson and mm -hmm. I didn't know who this guy was. I didn't know anything about him and I had never been in in that building since H2O took it over and the fact that there's a a banner yeah for, for Danny in that building I was like I was at I was at the monitor with Henderson and I was like oh my god I love that I guy. Right, I was like, right. oh my God, I, I love that guy. I can't, that's so awesome that they have that banner there. And he's like, that, I can't tell you how much it means to me that you're saying that to me right now. That's my, that was my best friend. I didn't know that they yeah, were, loved like, too. I didn't know that they were, I just was like, that's a genuine moment. Like I, yeah, yeah, I yeah. really, I really loved Grant and he was, he was my bud. Like I, I tell the story all the time. It's like when I, I like had a, I had a, I did one of the like Skyda seminars that when CCW okay. and Chikara mended schools for a year or something. Sure, sure. And I did one of the Skyda seminars, and I had to do like a like a nip up off of Grant's back. Okay. And like land on your feet, you got to do like a kip up in the air when you're like resorte. you like hook them. What's that, resorte? Resorte, yeah, yeah, yeah. Isn't that what it's called? I, I, I trained with Black a half all time, so that's why I. That so I I did that, and I landed right. I landed on my feet, but then my my left ankle went ah, and like popped out from under me, and I was like, "All right, 
I'm gonna sit out now. But <laughs> Grant, Grant is attached to that memory because he was the one I did it. Of. <laughs> <laughs> That's perfect. <laughs> yeah, he's the fucking best. And like, but going back to what you said, with getting had that memory with the comedian. One of the biggest things for me in wrestling was like, uh, here we go, uh, getting home from doing a match at uh, it was called On Point Wrestling. They ran for four years. They still kind of run on and off. Um, and I had a match with G Raver, and I get to back home, and I have an email from Grant that was like, "Who? Uh, all about how like I was like you as a person. I never really watched wrestle, and honestly, like you have the body type of somebody who is not my typical person." Because Grant was very honest, so it was mm-hmm. like, "You have the body type of somebody who's wrestling. I don't typically enjoy." He goes, "But you guys fucking killed it. This is why I like the match. This is what was awesome, dude. I still have that email saved, like." So like going what you said, like no matter what anybody says, like Danny Havoc thought I was good, <laughs> and that's all yeah. that matters. And like, right. really, like I had plenty of other memories with him, but that was like the first like that's fucking Danny Havoc like complimenting me, like this is unreal to me. But I, he was the fucking best, and yeah, that like I'm glad I had that not on video and podcast, or else I'd probably watch it every day to to this day. Uh, but I still have that email saved, and I think that's the coolest thing I have from all that. Yeah, dude, I still have his phone number in my phone. Like, I, I go Same. past it all the time. And I remember, like, going to, like, a bar with him after a show or something, and him saying to me a thing that I think about all the time and I laugh about all the time, because he he said a thing to me that I, I, I'll still say to people because I got it from him. When he would say, hey, Corey Castle, you old so-and-so. He, that was totally that was totally from the birdcage. Yes, yeah. But dude, that was the way he talked. Where he'd use phrases you haven't heard since right. who knows when. And oh, old so and so. My favorite thing is like I remember like talking to him, like texting with him, and I'm mm-hmm. sorry I didn't mean to turn this into the Danny Havoc Memorial Show. No, uh, where, like I love it. That's fine. <laughs> I'd be trying to like use bigger words, and I have a pretty good vocabulary. I'm a college educated man. I graduated with a degree and all that. Um, and like, so I have a, a decent little vocabulary, but he had the craziest vocabulary. And he'd use words and phrases you haven't heard. So I would find myself in text being like, yeah, this was real insidious. And I was like, what the fuck did I ever use that word before? And I'd be like, that's not me. Let's delete that and put, like, put gross. <laughs> I, I tweeted out a thing uh, recently, and I was like, I'm really proud of myself. I use reciprocal or reciprocity. <laughs> I use reciprocity. Uh, uh, in 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 a, an appropriate way where it like applied to the situation, and I was like, "Yeah, education, exactly. Yeah, because we're supposed to be dumb wrestlers or, right. or dumb comics. We're not supposed to be able to pull out words like that unless right. you know you're uh, I don't know, like Lewis Black. Is he a comedian that throws around big words? I assume. <laughs> I'm just picking somebody who I assume is smart. <laughs> yeah, I mean. I think he. I think you can get the impression that he's smart. I know, like Conan. Conan is a Harvard educated. Uh, there you go. The National Lampoon and everything out of Harvard. So, <laughs> uh, yeah, Conan. Let's just say Conan. Yeah, we'll go with Conan. <laughs> We're not all Conans out here, but we're not all we, Conans out here. But sometimes we surprise ourselves and we use uh, what was the word? Reciprocity. Reciprocity. I think I know what that means. I think. Well, you know, if like reciprocating, does that have something to do with that? Yeah, I mean, if it's like, if it's like, hey, I treat you with respect, 
I treat you, I treat you with love and honor, and I expect you to treat me with a little bit of reciprocity and you know to be mutual with right with a little bit. So it's just kind of mutual, mutual like common decency. Right, right. that's a good word. I, 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 I'm gonna store that and try to use it this weekend. Right, and and so and so you can use so. -and -so. <laughs> I'll probably use that too. I'll probably use that first, and then try to say <laughs> rep. I can't even fucking say it. I'll try to say the other one, and then I'll have to stop me like, give it back. <laughs> <laughs> I think uh, I think I learned it from an Incubus song. Makes as sense. As a lot, a lot of things I that I apply to my life and things that I do have to do with things I learned from Incubus songs. There you go. I mean, that's like half of like my uh, political beliefs and all that are still from like punk songs I heard in the '90s. So I'm right, right. there with you. <laughs> uh, so, uh, what, what I what I like to do, I'm I'm gonna I'm gonna probably just do a couple more things, and then I'll sure, sure. then I'll send you off of the. Uh, Hot dog and a handshake, and send you off and riding off in the sunset and all that. Well, I am vegetarian, so it's got to be a total. Oh, uh, well, uh, 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 a vegan hot dog. I, yeah, what I, think it, hot dog. I had one yesterday. Uh, to, a tofurkey, tofurkey to dog. Big fan of tofurkey. I'm not a big fan, but I like tofurkey. Yeah. <laughs> I don't want to say I'm a big fan because then somebody's going to try and be like, oh, sponsor. Yeah, yeah well, I'll take it's that all day. I'll take that all day. I'm not, above, for a I'm not above getting sponsorships from anybody. Oh, let me get the label on there. Getting sponsorships from anybody. So if anybody else wants to jump on the bandwagon, by all means, feel free. I'm not against all of this. Absolutely. Absolutely. I'll take a sponsorship as well. I mean, I'm dying to, I'm dying to sell out. I mean, give me the opportunity. Yes. I've got nothing else around me to hold up and try to get sponsorships. Me either. Hey, Acme? Acme, do you need me? Wu-Tang Pizza? Wu-Tang Pizza Parlor? <laughs> Perfect. This episode brought to you by Wu-Tang Pizza Parlor? <laughs> send us free stuff, please, guys. That's all we're asking for. We just need free stuff. <laughs> we're wrestlers yeah. and comics. We don't have money like that. I, Dude, I'm... I, I did like how I did like how I, w I wasn't making a, a comfortable living, but I was paying my bills with just to the fact that I I was an actor. And then like I fill wow. in with a, with a with a side hustle of like Uber Eats and stuff uh, in the be beginning before the pandemic started. That was what I was doing. And then, oh, wow. then then I was like, all right, well, time to go back to HVAC work. That's what I'm doing every day. Now. So I, I would like to be in opportunity where. Like as a podcaster, as a comedian, as a as a as a wrestler, yeah. I'd like to be able to. I'd like to be able to not have to do that. As right. I, not not that I don't want to. I don't want to word it like I hate that. But it's like sure. if I'm, I've already risked my life and my wellness for right. for uh, most of my life, uh, and now I'm doing it again for a very thankless thing but right. to only you know help me keep the lights on yeah and i get that too like i mean mm -hmm. i was never i never had to the point where i can quit my day day job and just do uh the wrestling like a little side hustle but i definitely had a couple good months um mostly within like two years where i, I was paying my rent with wrestling money which like 
I'm a five foot ten fat dude. I shouldn't have been able to do that ever. I'm five foot nine, if I'm being honest. But like, I should have never been able to pay rent. Like, people who look like this don't pay rent off wrestling. So I was lucky for that. And like, I always said, like, I know I'm not going to get signed because I know what I look like. I know I'm not what you see on TV. But like, we're at the point now where more and more indie guys are making making you know a, a nice little living. Not you know millionaires. I don't think. Um, well- your one of your NWS brethren is now in one of the major leagues. So. Yeah, making, making good money. And I just saw him actually a couple weeks ago for the first time in a while, and still the same old moron he's ever been. I love him, but it's, we all know. <laughs> uh, but like, I, I like I know that I don't belong on TV. That's just the way I look. Mm-hmm. Um, but it, it, for a, for a minute there, I got to pay some bills with it, and I would love to do more of that. And like like you said, I've been literally damaging and killing myself for a thing so i wish i don't hate my my day job but if i didn't have to work my day job in uh and then i replaced it with something i absolutely love such as wrestling i absolutely love that i actually i want to try the acting thing too but that was right when the pandemic kind of hit so i never even got to be like i text like one buddy of mine who does it once in a while uh maybe a friend of the show, Zach Amico, and he was like, yeah, like, I'll get you in touch with some people. And then everything just stops. I was like, oh, never mind. <laughs> I'll, I'll hit you up in, in eight months or whenever it is now. Yeah, man. Um, I, uh, I'll, I'll send you, I'll send you a, a short film I did. I want you to check it out. I, I, oh, I, I would like you to check it out and tell me what you think. Cause it's, oh, it's something it. we released during the pandemic. We were trying to gonna, we were going to try to put it in like festivals and stuff, but it fell it fell yeah. right in the unfortunate timing. The world. But um, do you do you have uh, any desire to kind of start your own podcast? I know you just said you're like new to the setup to, to just to right. set this up to do this with me today. But absolutely, like you have the ability to do that, and it can kind of go off of the soda thing. Right. I, I appreciate that. Um, I want to try to do like I've. I've I tried podcasting for like a minute and I didn't, I didn't, I'll be honest. Like I'm the kind of person who like, if things don't work, it's kind of like, all right, onto the next one. Like this, this sucks. It's not working where I did like, I think five episodes of a thing with a buddy of mine uh, named Mitch Vallon who wrestles as well. Um, and it just, it wasn't, I feel like it wasn't what I wanted it to be. And, and that's not his fault. Not my fault. It just, it's what happened. Um, so I kind of fell out of that real fast um but recently i've kind of had the bug where i want to at least try to like maybe try twitch and see if i can like get more comfortable doing this with like something like twitch where maybe i don't archive everything constantly but i still have like come watch because i like live performance so i think twitch is very like come watch me talk over this wrestling show i'm gonna watch and like you know like put up like my old matches and like make fun of myself like mystery science theater it but like it's all ideas right now. Um, I'd love to do more like podcasting things. I do think I'll give myself this much credit. I think I, I talk a lot and I probably talked over you a little bit. I apologize, but (laughs) I think I have the personality and I can talk enough to fill up space, but I think like, I'd like to kind of dip my toe in more. I set up a whole Twitch page. Um, haven't twitched any, or is it, I don't know if you call it twitched. I haven't streamed anything yet, but it's definitely, it's all in the back of my head. I want to say, I want to okay. make sure on the record, you know, that I'm happy we're friends. And okay. I feel like, I feel like still, even though it's been years and we've known each other for a long time, I still feel like this is still just the very beginning. And I'm sure. happy. Oh, yeah. I'm, 
I'm very happy to be any resource I can possibly be for you. If I can help you in any way, please do not hesitate to call me. If you just need to talk, if you just need a friend, absolutely happy to be your friend. Uh, any, anything going on. Um, you, you have, and I wanted to give you this compliment earlier and it, it, it goes along with us talking about Grant so much. Uh, one of the things I commented on one of the, one of the Soto reviews, I don't remember what it was, but you said something like, this is better than it deserves to be or something. You, you uh, said- I had said that. I remember it was for a, uh, Haritos, uh, Tamarind where I said this better than it has more, it has it's, it's better than it has any business to be or something. something like that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, and I was like, that is such a Danny Havoc thing to say. Like, <laughs> just the, the yeah. every, it was, it was very, it felt very inspired. And I, I just wanted to give you that compliment while we're on the record and make sure I let you know, I see you and I love you. And I want to send you this light and this love and this enjoyment. And I absolutely, uh, Hope that if there's anything I can help you out with, that you don't hesitate to reach out to me. And, and it's, uh, I will reciprocate it. I'll use that word because I, I got that one down a little bit better. I reciprocate the feeling. And like I, I was going to say, I was going to actually text you this after this, but I'll just tell you now while we're complimenting each other. Um, you know from wrestling and probably from comedy too, you get asked to do a lot of podcasts and a lot of them, and I didn't expect this one to be garbage. I've done this before. I know it's fun. Uh, but a lot of them are really, really, really bad. So a lot of times you do it and afterwards it's like, why does anybody do this? And things like this where you have like a setup and you clearly know what you're doing, you aren't just being like, so when did you like wrestling for the first time? Like <laughs> this is what makes me feel like I could do something like this. I want to do something like this. It's not going to just be another guy being like, so Corey, uh, who was your favorite opponent? <laughs> like, cause you've probably done dozens of those just like I have. But like seeing like you, somebody who I've met and somebody who I know and consider a friend, um, you're able to set up this cool looking background and even a cooler looking background on your screen while I have like a bunch of garbage and stuff back here. Um, it makes me want to do some more. There's <laughs> standard saying that you have to have anything but your place you live in behind you. No, but you're just so cool. So I just I just realized this penguin's per- pretty perfectly framed, so I appreciate that. Per- perfect penguin frame. Yeah, that's what it takes to be a good podcaster but no like like, things like this is like what makes me want to do hard like do more and so like for that i thank you and i appreciate you putting out that olive branch and i will probably take you up on that whenever i get like a little bit more courage to actually be like every week i'm going to sit down and either talk to somebody or talk to a microphone or talk to a camera because Mm -hmm. people like you absolutely kill it and actually do a good job and it's not just another run-of-the-mill podcast that we've all done you know we're cut and paste all the questions i could tell you you know an hour's worth of questions i've probably been asked a dozen times and be like i can't wait for this to be over it's like okay you can you can google who your guest is going to be and then ask them questions based off the results you found so you're going to wind up answering the same questions a million times and when like i'd say i started getting on podcasts like uh people like people used to have blog talk radio like the stuff where you just call in and you talk to them you can tell while they're asking you the question it's the same question they ask four other people and while they're while you're listening or while you're telling them they're not listening they're just going like they're looking up whatever they're doing and it's like they're just oh and then like the fake ass 
<laughs> oh wow that's a crazy that's a crazy story it's like do you really think it's a crazy story or is that right. your bulk answer <laughs> or like the new thing i've learned and now i'm just shitting on another podcast is oh, yeah. like they'll be shit, like shit away. safe space we're now the big so what do you think of aew this week it's like what i don't know like i wasn't on it like i, don't, <laughs> like, I didn't like i don't watch aew honestly like if i if, if some friends are on it yeah sure but like i've been on podcasts where they're like what do you think about Sting and AEW? It's like, I don't know. I'm not working there. Like, I have no real thoughts. I, it's cool. Hey, that's all I got for you. But so it, it, it's it's cool to do something where somebody actually like seems to like care about almost like the art of podcasting or the art of interviews, I guess you could say, uh, as opposed to, like you said, just, hey, so on uh, February 4th, you wrestled this person and go <laughs> off that. Honestly, I don't. I don't consider this an interview. I don't consider. I just no, consider this a hangout or a conversation. It's like I'd rather. I'd rather have it be the type of thing as a podcaster, like somebody who listens to podcasts like crazy. I'd rather it be similar, more similar to something I'd want to hear than than oh, the, the interview, where it's like, oh well, uh, in the media, you, you like <laughs> shut up, right? <laughs> and uh, I think because I've done a few podcasts where they're like it's very conversational and it's like, Oh, it's such a forced conversation. Like this isn't a real conversation as opposed to this, where it's like, I'm like, Oh, am I talking too much? Like I'm just having fun. Like <laughs> talking to my buddy Corey now. And it's like, right, this right. Is what he wants? I don't know. Like in my head, I have like all that going on. So I appreciate these, this end of the conversation where I realized I didn't ruin your entire show. Not at all. Not at all. This is, this has been a pleasure. And, and I really mean it when I, I hope I hope that you feel like from the very start of us conversing in any way that I'm sincere in my in my gestures towards you because uh, I I don't know how to manufacture I don't I mean I mean that that says that says a lot for my for my acting ability I don't want to say that I don't want to <laughs> I don't want anybody who I'm friends with to believe that I'm faking it if I'm right saying like dude you fucking fascinate the hell out of me like. I've never met anybody like you. That's why you have to have a voice that means something. That's why you have to have a podcast. That's why you have to have an outlet because your voice, like you have, you have like seven different lifetimes worth of experience in one person. That's I've been told that before. That's fucking incredible, Jeff. Like, I think it's absolutely like it's, it's, you have to be, yeah, for, for the sake of the people coming up, Right, you know, right. Like it's for the sake of, and and not just that, but like, like your wife, your wife, like can go back and hear the stuff of like if she loses you or something, or right. like your family can go back and listen if they, I can go back and listen to this stuff. You know what I mean? I can be as fascinated with whatever you say, so that next time I have you on my podcast again for the third time, I can I'm reference the it. things. You know what I'm saying? Like, right. so like oh man, you start talking. Because you're the type of person who I'd be such a fan of what you're doing. And it doesn't mean that you have to fall on cinder blocks for me to love you. You don't need that validation from me. What yeah, you need from you me. Right. Like, uh, you feel like that, that validation army hole is. is <laughs> I do appreciate it. And I, I, I don't want to say like I agree with you because that sounds like me just propping myself up real hard but i get what you're saying and i do appreciate that and, and i do want to do more like that like 100 percent, without a doubt um so i probably will take you up on that and probably text you and be like hey is this good enough like what do i do now 
And if I do, like I said, like I want to start like doing Twitch where I watch videos and, and pretty much make fun of my old wrestling. Maybe I have you come make fun of your old wrestling. We can pull up some uh, some JD Smooth uh, uh, wrestling <laughs> extravaganzas. Does that does that exist in the world? It's probably on YouTube somewhere. I bet you have to search Corey Castle FWF and find you somewhere. Probably not. <laughs> uh, you'd be surprised. I looked up some WS stuff and found some real jabs Bro. from back then. Bro, I just did an episode with Ma- Matthew from Botchamania. Okay. And oh, we did wow. a full we did a full like rundown of Wicked Hanuman at the ECW Arena in 2007. Yeah, actually. What's that? I actually watched that recently pretty much. Uh, Within the last probably three, four months, I'd say I watched that. And I had a singles match with Matt Bomboy in the in the first match on the show. To watch again, but I believe and it I like, sounds right. Like, I'm embarrassed. I'm so embarrassed. <laughs> but that's like what I want to do is like watch the stuff that's like not the best of, but it's the right, absolute right. worst stuff. <laughs> and maybe right. occasionally a good match if somebody really has to watch a good match. So I do this. I do this segment on the show, um, and I, I call it audio time travel. And I think I did it with you before, where it's like the the. Um, you know how I said that this this audio, this video, this 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 all this is outliving us. So this mm-hmm. on the record stuff is outliving us. So I like to say, like, let's let's audio time travel to 30, 40 years in the future when maybe 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 you're not here anymore, or you know mm-hmm. maybe you're in a whole entire different realm of your existence. You know, so you know you're far beyond wrestling you're far be whatever you're you know a granddad or whatever you're the message is that you're going to say directly into your microphone right now are going to go into the ears of the people who love you the most the people mm. who want to go back and hear what cannonball is like and hear the you know hear the the sincerity hear the the way the lessons that you've learned that have brought you to who you are and what 2020 has been like in 2021 yeah right this That's hard. Uh, I don't know. I think the biggest thing, like that, I've gotten that I hope anybody else kind of gets, um, and that people are maybe proud of me for doing, is that I feel like it's. I've always kind of tried to live where it's like, if you really want to do something, just do it. Who cares if it's not going to be like the biggest or or the best version of it? Growing up, and my my dad will tell you this. Like I grew up loving pro wrestling and watching WrestleMania. I can remember the day he brought home. Uh, Hogan versus Andre on VHS, and I went. I want to do this, um, and now I'm 33 years old, and I'm, I'm, you know, not WrestleMania, but I did it. I got to live out some cool dreams. I got to uh, sit on a plane to go wrestle somewhere uh, with music. I got to go play music in Europe, all because I grew up loving, you know, Nirvana and Green Day and all that stuff. So I got to go play at never stadiums, but to a couple hundred people, which was, like I said before. It's more than I feel like somebody who looks and, and acts like me should be able to do. Uh, so I feel like if anything gets taken away uh, from from me and what I do with my life, it should be if you really want to do something, just do it. Uh, who cares if it's not going to be top of the charts or, or WrestleMania? That's And I did it, so you should be proud of me for doing that. And 2020 was a hell of a year where I did more than I probably should have too. I got married. Uh, and I still got to wrestle a little bit and do do cool shit like that too. Can I give you something? Can I give you sure. 
something and you know maybe maybe you can you can apply this and take it with you because i think you've done this so mm -hmm. i think you you know you should use this uh redefine what your your definition of the next level is like you've reached so many next levels and it's like right. you, you don't don't take away from don't take away from the accomplishments right and i think i think like you probably just put it better than me where like in my mind it's like sure i grew up watching wrestlemania or sure, sure i grew up like watching nirvana like change music forever and i didn't do either of those things but like i did get to do some really cool things and like um my dad has always been like it's you did both these things that you grew up loving and that's an amazing thing so like like you said redefining it we're like when i was 10 years old i probably was still like if i don't do wrestlemania i didn't wrestle but now it's like oh i got to wrestle some cool people and some cool places in front of a lot of people people bought things for me and wear my t-shirts and stuff so i i i made it in my own little world and that's that's perfect i'm not mad mm -hmm. about where i'm at you know, I'd say um, just a little tiny part of it is you, you brought him up, Zach. You brought up Zach, Amico. Like him having that match with you was like one of the biggest moments of his life. Like it's one of his biggest sure. dreams. And like he's told you, me that and, and it's weird. You, but I, uh, you, 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 you made somebody's dream come true. Like it was like, it was like he's such a, he's such a, 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 a dream a dreamer of dreams. You know what I mean? He's such a, uh, he's living somebody else's dream, but he got to live his dream with you. And that right, was, right. that's such a, that's such a moment that you can't ever take that back. You, you did yeah, that. Sure. So as, as much as you like, as much as you can let other people try to minimize what your accomplishments were, they can't because you are delivering dreams to dreamers. And other dreamers right, right. who sell dreams to dreamers. Like we are infinitely evolving and infinitely making impressions that matter. And your impressions that you've made have mattered. And I I just know nothing but impressions like that are gonna continue. And I'm I'm right. grateful. I'm grateful to know you. I appreciate you saying that. Uh I I feel like you say it in a way that I think I mean it, but you're better at talking than me. And also, I'm afraid that if I say something like that, it's going to come off like not humble, which I'm a very like humble person. Like spelling. Yeah, exactly. I, I, I have the same thing. I I'm, I get that exact way. So it's like you you dance around. You dance around. Yeah. I do. I do it. So please don't feel alone in it. So just because like I'm better at talking for you, like that's, it's like, right. I don't go, well, I made somebody's life. I made somebody's dreams. And like, we were talking about, we were talking about the people who inspired us. Like, yeah, I was going to say that too, actually. I remember like, I was a, I was a huge mark for, for, for Messiah. I was a huge mark for Billy. And I had him, I had him on the podcast so that I could tell him how much of a mark I was for him. And what, when, when, um, when he said to me, or, he cut a promo right after, right after the, right after the thumb incident, and he said, "Oh well, okay." And he said, "This is just an obstacle." And those words, "This is just an obstacle," is exactly what got me through coming back to wrestling after my brain surgery. Him saying that to me, or him saying that in front of me, I was right next to him in the locker room, like right behind on the other side of the camera when he said that, and I was like, "Oh wow!" If, if he can do that, if he can feel that way, and it's like. That's such an impediment on his life, you know? 
And yeah. if if he's saying that's just an obstacle, like nothing, nothing should ever be able to stand in anybody's way. And I got to tell him that on the record. Uh, and for a while, I was doing this when I went to the ring, and I was saying like, when I was saying the, I was inspired by these people. The 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 booker for the company I was working for, he was noticing that I was doing those things, and he was like you're doing these things because those people inspired you, but you have to understand that you're in a generation where you're inspiring that next generation with what you do. So I'm too busy marking out to not mark out for myself enough to go like right. what I'm doing matters to these younger people coming up. And it's, it's, it's neat. It's neat. I, I did. It is. I think it goes to both of us being kind of a, a humble people when, like you said, you're marking out for other people, but then you realize like, oh, there's people who are watching me just like I watched Messiah or, or any of these people. Just like I said before, like it was crazy to me that people from Australia were like, hey, thank you so much for watching. Do you have any notes on the match? And in my head, I'm like, me? <laughs> like I'm over here like asking like Matt Tremont for notes on matches. Why are you asking me? Go ask him. He's better. And then you realize, like you said, you we're kind of uh we're the people that other people are watching now just like we watch people before us which is an amazing thing to think about so i just hope with what what you know what my consistency what i'm the, the message that i'm putting out the 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 vibes that i'm putting out and the sincerity that i'm putting out that i'm continuing to inspire people with what my words are 100% whatever so because maybe more people are going to hear this or see this than are going to see any of the work that I did in the ring for my whole life. So uh, why not continue to, to create as much as I can and, and, right. and, 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 and also like encourage people like that. I want to encourage you as much as I want to encourage anybody who I know who's got a, everybody's voice is unique. Everybody's struggle is, is not any less important than anybody else's. So, you know, uh, it, it's a weird thing. It was like what in the, in the Undertaker in the Undertaker thing when he's talking about like how our the the current generation is a little more soft. It's like, mm. yeah, it's it's kind of true because like back then they didn't have things like triggered and trauma and PTSD and they didn't have things like that. They didn't have the ability to say I get anxious. It's like they'd be like, you know, that's not an excuse. Put your boots on and get out there. Like right. that's, it, that was a toughness that that generation had, but it's all just an obstacle, like you said before. Yeah, it's very much an obstacle. Whatever, whatever that is, that's that's this much. That's this much. That's you right. got you. You've got you've got one hour, th maybe three hours where you're anxious, and then like six <laughs> minutes where you got to go out there make make your make your mark, and then you got the rest of the day. You got the rest of the day to feel however you want. That's so, a good like, way to put it. Like, absolutely feel how you feel, but like, don't let that, don't let that be the thing that stops you from continuing forward. Uh, if he put it that way, people probably wouldn't have gotten so mad about it. I think you just put it better, <laughs> and and that's why you you're the person who runs a podcast, and not him. This this is my yard now. <laughs> You're you're the big dog up here. <laughs> so uh, well, the the way I, the way I close out now, uh, I, I told you this before. I'm sure <laughs> last time you were on, um, I always I always say hypothetically, hypothetically, I've gifted you this show. So 
this episode has been your pilot episode of your new podcast, Evolving with Jeff Cannonball. So episode one is in the books now. And in a very Jerry Springer's final thought type of way, wrap it up in a good like minute summary that, that just kind of like puts the tags on it that can help people inspire, you know, be inspired to be right. uh, evolved to a better version of themselves tomorrow as they were today or, you know, next hour as they were last hour. And maybe at the end of it, after you've done that, just uh, do your best Alf impression and say, hey, Willie. Oh, just to no. keep it silly. I'm more, I think I'm more afraid to do that than I am the serious part of that. <laughs> uh, <laughs> mostly because I'm going to do that. And my wife who's sitting right over there is going to be very confused. But <laughs> um, as far as uh, wrapping this up, I think the big thing, the big takeaway from this is kind of don't forget what made you want to do it in the first place. And don't forget that no matter you know who made you want to do it, now you're making other people want to do it. And, and we all have an influence over other people. Um, cause everybody's watching everything and they, they, there's people out there who want to be the next Corey Castle, just like there was people who want to be the next Jeff Cannibal, just like, uh, want to be the next Messiah, Danny Havoc and all that, like we were saying before. Um, so I think the big takeaway is just don't forget what made you love it. And don't forget that you're, you're fucking doing it. And that's an amazing thing. Uh, and as far as Alf go, <laughs> I don't think I have an Alf impression. Uh, I'll, I'll leave that for you. Unfortunately. You're you're the comedian. You can do that more than well, you know. It doesn't have to be. It doesn't have to be good, Jeff. It doesn't have to be good at all. It's just a very throwaway thing. It also doesn't help that I have. Oh, do you do this at the end of everyone? Is it every the same single thing? one? Every uh, single one. I also haven't watched it. So, what was the name? Hey, what? Alf Alien Life Farm. Hey, no, Willie. No, I know him. I know him. Hey, Willie. Yeah. I haven't watched it in probably twenty years. Hey, Willie. That was the best one yet. Okay, now my wife is looking at me very because I made sure to look right at her while I did it. <laughs> is, to eat her is, there, is there anything else you want to like put over, uh, get out there uh, while we're on the record? Any other things? You've put me over enough, uh, so I appreciate that. Um, go ahead. <laughs> I was going to say, let's just as as we're doing it, I want to give a, a quick shout out to to uh, William Welsh, uh, Messiah Billy. He's going to be featured on uh, Dark Side of the Ring. They just Vice just interviewed him, so you're going to be a uh, you're, he's going to be a fellow Vice documentary. <laughs> yeah, he gets guy on like documentary. Uh, yeah, so, hey man, and, and Nick Gage, which is awesome. Uh, so, but yeah, like I said, you put me over enough. So just at Jeff Cannonball on all social medias, it's what I got. Uh, I drink a lot of soda, and I post videos of me wrestling way too much. Uh, I probably post more soda videos at this point in my life if I'm not kidding myself. And hopefully, uh, I already have the Twitch of Jeff Cannibal. If you want to go follow that, eventually I will start doing stuff, uh, I, as I promise you. All right, man. Well, thanks so much for doing this. And I hope we can do it again, maybe in another year or two. And uh, <laughs> I hope I hope to continue to help you if I can. And I hope, you know, we can we continue to be a, a symbiotic relationship. If this is your first time listening to Evolving with Corey Castle, there are 219 other episodes on on all the platforms. Please subscribe on YouTube. At, it's youtube.com slash Corey Castle. I'm actually able to have a vanity. I'm actually able to have a vanity YouTube channel now because I have 100 subscribers at this point. So Heck yeah. <laughs> check, check, check that out. Make sure you hit 
maybe you know hit subscribe like comment please feel free to comment on anything comment on the youtube comment on absolutely comment on apple Podcasts, spotify however you got to comment however you got to like however you got to share please get the word out there because all i want to do is give you free good stuff and i am not asking you for it much i appreciate all of the effort because dude I'm, i say this so much i think that effort and time are way more of an important currency than than money and i appreciate all the effort of your current you know all the currency of your effort all the currency of your time so you know please you know go back and listen to old episodes if you want if if not cool stick with me get new episodes every monday and uh follow me on the youtubes and you at Corey castle on all the social medias be fun have safe and keep evolving